0: I feel like I'm almost, to the, I'm almost to the point of, in the podcast, where I, I turn the chair around and I just AC Slater while we're <laughs> This episode of The Randy Pant Show, Show, we talk to Jim Orr in studio, yeah, yeah. Monica calls from Australia in a new segment, That's the Story, the and we hear a tune from Disaster Committee. Yeah, yeah. And now for some artsy-fartsy fun!
1: <laughs> Hi, this is the Randy Pan Show. You're here with me, your host, Randy Lawson. That's Randy with an I.
0: That's how a lady spells it.
1: And that was Nick McNevich with me, as always, or as most of the time, when he's not out jet-setting.
0: I yeah. try my best.
1: You're uh, coming off of your, your big hot dog win. Yeah. You still f- riding high on that?
0: Yeah, very euphoric still.
1: Yeah. Euphoric? Is that what you said?
0: Euphoric? Yeah. Like a euphoric. <laughs> they got me stumbling. <laughs> euphoric. Euphoric 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 <laughs> like a euphoric state yeah yeah i feel like a champion you are thanks
1: play some queen <laughs> is the other ones we the champions yeah. right yep. yeah yeah <laughs> back to the subject at hand that we haven't started talking about what when i first heard about tinder i heard people tweeting about tinder swiping left and right in this app and i was like holy shit there's some app that everybody's on and i'm not on and i got really paranoid but then it turns out it's a dating slash hookup slash meet people app. Yeah. And it's really popular.
0: It didn't it start as, there, it was another app. Grinder. Grinder. Okay, you. Got, I think you told me about this before, yeah. Yeah. And so, it was like basically just a hookup site.
1: Well, that was my interpretation of it. Um, a few of my neighbors were on it and they showed it to me and I was like, whoa. And it was pretty much like, this person's in your proximity and they're, consenting <laughs> you know yeah. but i'm sure but people actually did meet on it um my friend and his boyfriend uh met on grinder mm-hmm. my friend will bleep out because he was embarrassed to tell me they met on grinder so, <laughs> so we we'll won't say who it is but you my single friend hmm Join Tinder.
0: Well, let's back it up and tell the origin of this story.
1: All right, go for it.
0: Um, so you and Mike and I were hanging out a little while, you know.
1: Mike's the reason I'm not on Tinder.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were and he's our producer.
1: Out. We're here at Sign Studios in the historic Rittenhouse District of Philadelphia.
0: Well, I'll let you tell the story. I, you, you tell these stories a little bit better than, than I do. I don't
1: even know what you're talking about. Oh, being with at the bar Tinder, with him yeah. napping.
0: Yeah. How did Tinder come about? Like, how did how did you you said that I joined Tinder?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What was the did I did I say to you?
1: I'm sure I planted that seed because I like to live vicariously through you. I love gossip and soap opera e situations and girly stuff like that and <sighs> you know, being in people's beeswax. So <laughs> yeah. my single friend here was talking about being open to meeting people and dating. Yeah. And I was just like, It's two thousand fourteen, buddy. <laughs> you know, like it's time to I know you want to meet someone organically.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely would, I definitely like meeting people organically, but you know, I could be moving to the city later this year. I'm not going to use it as a hookup site. I'm just going to use it to meet new people. And Mm -hmm. you know, if if it turns out that I meet someone that I would like to hang out with, you know, more than just once, then so be it. Um, I don't, I'm not there for the intent of a a relationship or, or just strictly to hook up. You can kind of use it a few different ways, you know? Yeah. So.
1: You know what Mr. Miyagi said uh, when he joined Tinder? What? Swipe the screen. Swipe the screen.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> anyway, so we were hanging out at a bar where our friend home napping, snoozy Q. You may know her as at home napping on Twitter. She lives in Philly. Mm-hmm. We want to give her real name. Yeah, she's Erin.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So Erin was bartending, and Nick and Mike and I went to have a drink. And she has nothing to do with the story. Just kind of giving her a shout out because she was in yeah. the building.
0: She's cool But it was
1: getting late, and I think Nick had taken the train. And, you know, my offer was that you're welcome to stay in our guest room on one condition. (laughs) You join Tinder and let me look through it with you.
0: (laughs) It would turn out to be fun. It was was a lot of fun going through that.
1: Well, we need to explain because we may seem judgmental, but on Tinder, you're judging people almost entirely on their looks. Mm -hmm. And once you like their looks, you can move to the next step and get to know more about them. But it really is based solely on attraction in the first step
0: yeah, definitely. And the more I go through people's profiles or whatever, you know, three out of four of them don't write anything. So you're only going on looks. Mm-hmm. That's it only by the pictures they put up and right. what you can uh, and what you can gather from the pictures they post.
1: Right. Well, it's more than looks as much as it's the type of pictures, what they're wearing, the vibe of the pictures. You can yeah. read something things about people's personality or make certain assumptions or stereotypes based on more than just like what they look like. But these are the five pictures that I'm posting yeah. to show myself and the choices people make are, are interesting.
0: Yeah, like you said, if nobody has a bio or whatever, then you're only looking at their pictures, you can kind of, you know, pull apart the layers of that picture and, and determine and, and take some things from the And email.
1: we all know the oldest trick in the book, or maybe the newest trick on the app, is same selfie, same exact angle from overhead, crop tight.
0: Right. Five that, of those. That's a huge yeah. Even two of those. Yeah. Even two of those is is like a red flag. Like, nah, there's Mm -hmm. something there that's not...
1: (laughs) Yeah. Girl's got like a flipper foot or something.
0: (laughs) Something. Yeah. She got like three arms. Yeah. No
1: offense, people with multiple arms.
0: The more arms, the better. I mean, Jesus. I could be high-fiving more people than I usually do. I like how you go straight
1: for the high-five. I'm like thinking, oh, like the shocker or something. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, so you and I um, had a few drinks... Got a little bit, um, affected and went back to our house and with my hairless cat right by us, meow, meow, (laughs) we started to look through Tinder. First we signed you up and we, we picked, I'm saying we picked the best five pictures of you. We decided what you should write in your bio. And by we, I mean heavily influenced by me. (laughs) No.
0: Yeah. At one point I was going through my pictures. I was like, I don't know what to put up. You decide. I just gave you my phone. You're like, all right, here.
1: It seems so obvious.
0: I didn't... What? What, the pictures I should use? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't... See, I have no idea.
1: Good thing you have me and like <laughs> 22 sisters. Yeah. How many sisters do you have? I have three sisters. You have three sisters. All right. It's not that many. So, unbeknownst to us, Mike, our producer, my boo, was sitting behind us recording our conversation.
0: Yeah, like we were all hanging out like in, like, in the living room, you know, just hanging out, checking out... Tinder, and then you and I were like sitting next to each other so that we could look, and like Mike was like right behind us, just chilling. You know, we were all kind of hanging in the same spot. Literally, we know we're swiping. We're like, oh my <laughs> god, look at this chick! And then all of a sudden, I, I look back, I see Mike is holding the holding his phone. See, recording I didn't us. know at all. <laughs> I I didn't know like right away, but I knew about halfway through, which it was great. I love I love that he did that.
1: Let's uh let's listen to the the tape. All right. Click, 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 click.
0: I'm
1: like, nope, 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 nope. But the, yeah, let's
0: nope them. <laughs> no description. This my bro. <laughs> nope. Nope. A lot of words.
1: What's she saying? Emojis. A lot of words. Hold on. If you put a shitload of emojis like in your girl. Tinder bio, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Shit.
1: Bad sign. Red
0: flag. That's already. Like, right, yeah. look, cool. I like this. The, just this. Outfit alone, uh-huh. like I yeah. don't know. I feel like the girl that I'm looking for is not would never wear something like that. Does that make sense? Totally. That's,
2: not that yeah. the girl I'm
0: looking for, just a girl that I would like to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. Totally.
1: Oh,
0: no, she is
1: the it
0: is the blonde, and tall one. Oh, she's wonder Yeah. Wonderful if her friend is like super short. No, yeah, she's a man. <laughs> she's Ooh. A pen and Teller.
1: On <laughs> Why she got a herp lip on the right side? <laughs> <laughs> Are you really gonna? Put your nope. herp lip picture as your profile on Tinder. Do
0: you not, not edit. Edit. edit the pictures? Yeah.
1: Nope. One of your friends knows nope. Photoshop.
0: Yeah. Nothing. She's looking for a stud muffin. Ah, yeah, she is. Not gonna find one here, <laughs>
1: Marissa. You're like a stud biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: I already hate this. Yep. I already hate this. I don't know what's going on, but.
1: Oh, she wrote too uh, much. She can't read in that way. Who wants to read that? Yeah, hold on, girls. You're gonna write a fucking shit paragraph. Get it, get it together.
0: Yeah, you can't write it. Entire... You write
1: too much. Yeah,
0: I'm not. I'm not. The character limit on there is 500 characters. That's a lot. Like 250. That's it.
1: You better be a fucking 11 if you want me to read more than 140 characters. Right.
0: I feel like you're already like we go on a date and it's gonna be all you. Like, yeah, we're not going exactly. to, the conversation's not going to jump back and forth. Yeah. You know. All right. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like her. Little snippet. Oh, sure. Oh, I like her.
1: That's
0: her on the right. She looks like she's I feel shopping. like we're shopping. Yeah. I like her
1: outfit. Her it's like I Zappos. Yeah. Like, 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 cool. Yeah. Ice cream shot was really cute. Yeah. Match. Yeah, she's my favorite so far, I think. She yeah. had an ice cream pick. I always like that.
0: Think, yeah, probably me too. Nope. <laughs> doesn't nope. even matter which one it which is. Which one?
1: They're both <laughs> nopes. She, is her she really her wants lawyer. to date a lawyer. <laughs> you can tell when yeah. she wants to date a lawyer. I couldn't have
0: said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's with all the group shots? Which She's this one, right?
1: hmm I didn't say she wasn't pretty. Yeah,
0: but.
1: Um, Don't put yourself nope. in a picture if you're hotter friend. Well, How about that?
0: What? Right. Oh, crap!
1: Oh, <gasps> shit! Oh, no!
0: Oh, boy, how do I... I accidentally like someone that I was didn't You liked a nope. You like. <laughs> yeah. liked a total nope. <laughs> you can't undo <laughs> that either. It's so final.
1: But it doesn't... There's no messages from the right? Oh, you matched. Right. That's the... the you
0: channel. match. I can't... You can't unmatch moment? after that, though. Okay. If they match back. Mm. Better? What the fuck? Or whatever. I already matched them. Never
1: mind. why do you like
0: that? They're trying to Oh, they're
1: gonna be so excited.
0: I didn't even... Like, uh... What was that?
1: You scratching your beard? was not Mike scratching his jeans?
0: <laughs> Something. Like pretzel going ham <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh hell no. Nope. This no? is way better than when I right. Tinder by myself because yeah. I don't get all these we'll cool your yeah. yeah. comments. The mustache oh, picture? the finger moustache. Wow. I am laughing hysterically. Lol. Nope. We're gonna.
1: You want a girl who would have a bikini picture as her profile No, picture. No,
0: no, 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 not at all. No. You're right. I'm
1: already I, judging I, I you. <laughs>
0: know, the the Extremely low tolerance for idiots and assholes. Well, okay, oh, yeah.
2: all right. Swipe. Self-fulfilling no, prophecy sure right you there. No. so you
0: can kick my ass.
2: Yeah.
1: That's your profile picture? Nope. No explanation?
0: It's definitely way better than when I Tinder alone, because I'm just like, nah, no nah. It's like, <laughs> boring.
1: Nothing about you?
0: Right. Nope. I should only nope. Tinder when I'm hanging out with you and nope. Mike now, from now on.
1: I agree. Old. It's way better. <laughs> well, old. I just called someone old. Old. She's not 26. Yeah,
0: you're right. It says 26, but she does not look 26. She's wearing
1: a half-see-through dress.
0: She put a Coco Chanel quote in her thing.
1: I'm <laughs> oh, like, super high maintenance girl. Oh, shit. Same...
0: They're all the same picture.
1: They don't show anything about her personality at all. Like,
0: it's because she doesn't have a personality.
1: Yeah, your pictures have to show. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> She's cute. Something and shiny came her. along.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Picture. As we're swiping, right. it's like, I hate. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. swipe. Yeah, you don't say anything
3: about yourself?
2: Uh, yeah,
1: no. Hold on a second.
2: Nope.
1: The only thing worse than um, having a long ass bio is having nothing at all. Right. Because then you're like, judge me on my looks, peeps. You're not gonna say anything.
0: Yeah, mine is really short and to the point. It basically just says, and and I kind of show this in my my one pic. I I have myself like taking a, a kind of like a Vivian Mayer type type selfie like mm-hmm. in a reflection. So I know I'm, I'm a little bit into photography. And I wrote that as like a photographer, podcaster. Um, you know, a few little short things. That's it.
1: Yeah, but you. <clears throat> gave them something to know s- some of your interests. yeah maybe you know? something
0: to pique their interest and if, you know maybe say hey look maybe i want to get to get know this guy a little bit better but not nothing you can't say nothing
1: i think you actually said photography podcasting naps and snacks
0: yeah but i, I changed it <laughs> you, oh
1: you changed it
0: yeah because i'm not snacking so much anymore it sucks
1: yeah what's up you're on a diet
0: yeah you're on a lifestyle yeah yeah more of a yeah more of so we're we gonna get
1: hot dogs yeah. after this
0: we are though. I'll just. Okay. All right, let's
1: just make, Let's go back to the footage. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. How long do you think we spent on there? Like half hour. It's in
1: time just flew. It was like we were in a casino and no idea what time it was. Yeah, that's
0: actually about my
1: We'd be like, okay, just one more. We'll just look at one more. Picture. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I brother. I remember we went to bed, you know, after this, and then the next day you were like. How late did you tinder? After, <laughs> after we went to our separate areas of sleeping, and I was like, I- like 45 nope. minutes.
1: <laughs> I felt nope. it left out. You were tindering Maybe. with pretzel?
0: That's right. That's, That's a pure smile. Yeah. Ooh, Should
1: Nick likes weird. a nice smile.
0: That's one thing I always look for in photos, whether it's a, a forced smile or that or seems First to be organic. I
1: and some nice juice nice. in that caboose.
0: <laughs> Obviously. Good thing I was here. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> Face. Damn, girl! That was
0: your face. <laughs> <laughs> was there a sassy woman in the background. That wasn't me saying, "Damn, girl."
1: I think it was. No,
0: no, it wasn't. You can't prove that.
1: Mike could probably prove it. He's got like all kinds of audio equipment. Damn it. Anyway, you're a sassy lady.
0: <laughs> I have my moments.
1: You have the beard of a Viking. Scratch that beard into the mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry,
1: I don't I think it's that's gross. <laughs> Just being mean. So. You have your first Tinder date set up for... Yeah, coming up soon. Coming up soon. We are in the middle of the week, and mm-hmm. it is for this weekend.
0: That's true. It is this weekend. We'll what will you see how You goes. got
1: any uh, thoughts on what you're going to do?
0: I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah, i am probably contact... The date is in two days, so I'll contact her tomorrow and try to come up with something. Is it Maybe a... Maybe just... What's I, the timing? I don't think I'm going to... I don't want to do like a... A night like dinner drink date Like I want to keep something casual Like Mm -hmm. late afternoon We'll go you know Grab a drink And maybe Or a coffee or whatever And take a walk through the park If it's a nice day Mm -hmm. And just you know Shoot the shit
1: So you're gonna let me know Your location So I can come like Sneaking by In like a trench coat And big sunglasses (laughs) And a wig
0: Oh yeah Hell yeah That would be a good idea I need an help What if she's psycho Um
1: Um I mean, there's no way to vet the people on Tinder. So you just have to be safe about it.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We will find out about what happens on this date, right? Yeah, of course. Not only am I not single, so this is all new, but I met Mike when I was 21. So I don't even know what it feels like to be looking for someone, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, when we met, I wasn't looking... I mean, it's always fun to meet people, but I wasn't even really looking for... For a boyfriend, let alone a husband. So uh, that that thing of like where you flip a switch, you're like, I'm ready to meet somebody. And mm-hmm. you kind of have your eyes open looking for someone that could be a potential like partner or girlfriend. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a different way to look at the world. And yeah. it's a way that I'll never look at the world. And so I, I find it fascinating. And I'm living vicariously through you in that.
0: Also, there's a lot of different ways to meet people now. hmm you Know there's so many apps, social media, Then, you know, we're, we're the same age. So, when I was 21, 22, you had you, you pretty much had to meet someone organically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I guess a lot like chat rooms were around then, but I never used that or anything. You know, I basically just used it like... It wasn't typical, yeah. I just used Messenger for like friends that I already had established. That was it. There was mm-hmm. a, you always had to meet someone organically, or you know, or like friend of a friend, or you went to that's why you would go out so, so much back then because. You know, you wanted to meet new people. It wasn't just because you were
1: young. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because you mean, wanted to get
1: your swerve on. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> get a little with like a little stank on your hang down. I hate that expression. Oh, my I God. I always I'm say
0: s- some, some stank, stank on my hang low.
1: I like that better. Yeah. Stank, stank on the hang low. So we're going to find out how this goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited. You have to share everything with me. Right. You can be selective when you share with the listeners. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but I want to know everything.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun experience.
1: So we will look forward to finding out about that. And I recommend Tinder for anyone who likes to judge people based on appearance. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. It's great app for that.
1: The Face Report! After receiving a lot of pressure, Facebook has finally lifted the ban on breastfeeding pictures, which I'm totally cool with, But I do think they should instate a ban on pictures of parties that I wasn't invited to. I don't go on Facebook very much. I really prefer Twitter. A lot of people connect their jokes that they write on Twitter straight to Facebook. I don't roll that way because my parents, uh, like most people I know in their 60s, love Facebook, but their timelines are pretty consistently just pictures of their friends' grandkids. I already feel bad enough that I haven't blessed them with a little grandkid of their own. So the last thing they need is to read my dick jokes too. (laughs) I'll just spare them. But Facebook's not that bad, but I don't enjoy getting requests to like people's stupid pages. Oh, like my comedy page. Oh, like my business page. I started a company. How about this? I will like your company's page as soon as you go back in time and not be a dick to me in high school.
2: BK, motherfucker
1: motherfucker what you, about? What you, what you talking about <laughs> now it's time for what you talking about willis the part of the show where we tell you a fun fact or story about bruce willis so on today's what you talking about willis we have actually i love this because we have another friend of the show who's written in with their bruce willis story this one is from bob heller you know him from Twitter, very funny guy. So Bob Heller says this about Bruce Willis. So I was a production assistant on The Sixth Sense and basically what a production assistant or PA does is everything everyone else doesn't want to do. One day my charge was to lock down the area around the Civic Center, meaning I was supposed to keep people quiet while they were rolling. rolling. While well, the rolling call came through my walkie-talkie and I shouted, "Rolling," as a phenomenal PA does, Shortly after, I hear someone singing opera at the top of their lungs in the stairwell. Not on my watch, and I am pissed. I open the door to the stairwell and shout, as if I'm some somebody in my loudest, angriest whisper yell. Shut up!
2: We are rolling!
1: And then I see Bruce. He gave me the steely-eyed glance of a man who put an end to my hundred-dollar-a-day job. Or a guy who'd just been pulling out his pubes one by one. And then that signature smirk. Sorry, guy, he said, as he walked on to do whatever superstars do. And I exhaled. This has been the Bruce Willis Report. What you talking about,
2: Willis?
4: You're experiencing a high volume of calls. We anticipate a wait of up to one hour. one hour.
1: I'm introducing a new segment on the Randy Pants show called That's the Story. That's the Story. And That's the Story is exactly what it sounds like, where hot people tell us cool stories that's right. or cool people tell us hot stories either way they're gonna be fun our first that's the story comes from our dear friend monica mdaba Livin on twitter as you know her and she is calling all the way in from australia and we are honored to have her so welcome monica
0: Oh. <laughs> thanks for calling in monica no problem. You have a, you have a pretty funny story that uh, happened to you recently, right?
3: Yes, I made friends with a patient, <laughs> which I regret. You're,
0: you're a dentist. Yes, and you were working on a patient. Go ahead.
3: So I just started chatting to him, and it turned out that he was a photographer. So I got quite excited because I I'm quite interested in that now, mainly because of you. <laughs> And we started talking and he started sounding amazing because he's telling me that he's working for the National Geographic and he's worked on the Olympics and he's met Prince William and did their photo shoots and just all of these crazy stories. Um, So I got quite excited and I don't think this is allowed, but um, we swapped information. And Mm. (laughs) so I've never done that before, but he's like 80, he's this tiny little man. So I was like, this is going to be great. Um, and then he called up that night to see if I wanted to go help him on a photo shoot. And again, I got really excited. I felt like the karate kid because he was very serious. He was like, "So before we proceed, I need to know how serious about this you are. And I was like, I don't know anything, but I'm very interested. And he was like, I will teach you everything I know. So there were a few inconsistencies because he also Like, I was supposed to go pick him up in front of his office in the city, but then he told me to meet him in front of the emergency department at the
1: hospital. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) so
3: that's where I picked him up from. (laughs) First red flag. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, then we were driving, and he actually didn't even have the address of where we're going, and I didn't have it either, which I don't know why he expected me to have it. But anyway, we finally got there, and he was a bit weird the whole day. And so then he yeah, did that photo shoot and went to develop the photos and um, on the way he's telling me how he's in charge of like photography for all of the construction in Perth and all of these just random things, which I didn't know what any of that meant. Um, but anyway, we got to the developing place and he started showing me some photos that he was just picking up from the day before. And the first few were like fine, they were just construction photos, they were like just normal photos that so I was like, whatever. And then we get to the photos that's, like, this blurry kind of grainy pixelated image of, like, monkeys and tortoises and stuff. And um, it was, like, clearly of just a TV set, <laughs> of a show on TV. Because you could see the logo still in the bottom right-hand corner (laughs) of the TV station. So I started getting confused. I was like, what is this? Like, where did you take this photo? Because I thought maybe it was a joke. But no, these were from his photo shoot in Borneo last week. And um, (laughs) then the next one was of like this plane in midair with the pilot waving through the window. And again, I'm like, how did you do this one? And he was like, "Um, Boeing's like starting this new series of jets and they picked me to to do the... um... To fly alongside a plane. (laughs) Yes, he was in the plane next to it. (laughs) Um, I was like, cool. And then the next one was of a pixelated TV baby um, who was apparently Prince George. That's when he was in (laughs) New Zealand. Doing the photo shoot for them. So yes, he does I think now he doesn't work for the National Geographic.
0: <laughs> Wait, did he did he ever did you did you research that?
3: Um I didn't I I mean I guess there's a chance, but yeah, he was saying stuff like all of his photos are wirelessly transferred to America from his phone. <laughs> I mean from his camera instantly. And we were also at a developing place that was just like this kind of it was at a mall, it was at a furniture shop. <laughs>
0: Very official.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he said that when America found out, because he works for Reuters and NBC, um, (laughs) when they found out where he's developing his photos, they had called this place and said, oh, you have our man there, he's very good, please look after him, so there um, there were many (laughs) stories like that where I'm like, I'm not sure if he works for NBC. Yes. So that's Jose. I've had, like, six voicemails from him.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> um, Did you just, like, slowly slink away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted to then go out for lunch and stuff, but I'd already spent seven hours with him. <gasps> but it was quite embarrassing because at work, like, everyone had warned me about him, that they were like, this is a crazy person. But I was like, no, I found this gem. Like, you just don't know if he's real. Um, but, yeah, then I had to go back on Monday and tell everyone. That we're
1: not <laughs> She's searching for her, like,
3: Tuesdays with Maury. yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly I thought it was one of those moments that he's just this poor like you know no one believes him because he's old but I believe him (laughs) but not anymore (laughs) what
0: what kind of photo shoot did he take you to do I mean in the first place
3: it was a first communion
0: (laughs) as all National Geographic (laughs) photographers are covering first communions
3: (laughs) And he broke that as well because he was um he started taking photos he started backing up onto the steps um and as they were doing some speeches or something right at the beginning he stepped on the microphone cord <laughs> and pulled it out <laughs> oh of the my wall. Gosh. so he broke that like he didn't realize I think he had done it but people were trying to fix it the whole time and c- it couldn't get fixed so there were all these little kids trying to read their little things that they had to read but the microphone wasn't working for the rest of the time so oh man what a winner yeah. You really pick a Monica.
0: That is great.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to keep
1: searching. (laughs) (laughs) If that guy was our generation, he would be a total catfish.
2: He's
3: Mm -hmm. catfishing
1: you at IRL.
2: (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) I just love these photos because he paid quite a lot for them. They were like these big A4 size photos. Um, And I just was trying to picture, like I don't know if he's crazy or like I just picture him taking these photos as he's watching TV. And I'm like, does he actually think he's in Borneo or – like, I got it, I didn't understand, but cuz he printed them out for himself. So. Yeah. I'd love to go to his house and just see them all framed on the wall. Don't don't go to his house, Monica.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: never, Whatever you do,
0: never do that.
3: <laughs> to the emergency department. That's an awesome
1: story. Thank you so much for sharing, Monica. We really appreciate it. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for
3: having we me. We adore you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Yeah,
0: okay. Right. Thanks, Monica.
3: That's the story.
2: Bye. Anyway, that's the story.
0: Okay, guys, so this episode of The Rainy Pan Show, we're going to feature a band out of Delaware, a punk rock band called Disaster Committee. This is the title track off their album, Shipwrecked, which you can find at disastercommittee.com. That's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-E, disastercommittee.com. Check them out.
1: The Italian Grove, not only a delicious restaurant, but a place you can come to feel like family. Get out of the way of the TV,
0: you fat piece of shit!
1: We have unlimited salad and resentment. Dine with us, and you'll be greeted by our hostess.
4: Don't you dare walk in here with those shoes! Reservations, were for seven at 7.15. I'm not gonna live forever!
1: Excellent service by our trained waitstaff.
0: You two make a nice couple. Are you two married yet? I'd like to see someone ordering off the kids menu next time. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying.
1: Choose from our many delicious, unlimited pasta, meat, and fish dishes.
0: Manja, manja, eat more. Your skin and bones. You, on the other hand, a little more salad, a little less breadsticks. You know what I'm saying?
1: Our head chef was trained in Italy.
0: Hey guys, you enjoying your meal tonight? Yeah, yeah. The linguini was a nice choice. I hope that paid off for you. Speaking of paying off. I got bills up the wazoo. Do you think you guys could loan me some money?
1: So when you want an exceptional, delicious dining experience that feels like home, come to the Italian Grove. When you're here, you're family. You're blocking the TV! Go fuck yourself! Wait till your father Are gets you home! Me? My father's He's never coming me. home!
0: I can't I stand it here! I
2: like some home. Don't soap. you I stare at me like in that! In What's that, I that look for? supposed Instead to mean? I'm I'm Go you fuck it's yourself! yourself. It's a shit.
1: We are here in studio with Philadelphia-based visual artist and major motion picture all-around art guy, Jim Orr. Jim, welcome to The Randy Pants Show.
4: Hi, thank you. It's good to be here.
1: And of course, Nick is with me, as always. Hey, Nick.
4: Hey. Hey, Nick.
1: (laughs) So we were just uh, wondering if you could describe, because I called you an all-around art guy for the film industry, and uh, you've had a really interesting and, and cool career here in Philadelphia in film. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that your job is specifically and what you do in movies.
4: Okay, what I do, I've done, I've, I primarily work in the art department. I've worked in props. I've worked as a set dresser. What I do now, I'm a buyer. I buy everything that goes on the set that the decorator wants. And so a set dresser will take all the stuff that I buy and put it on the set. And the decorator just um, decides what, how everything should look you know it's not really exciting what's what's fun it's a scavenger hunt that's and a cool way
1: to look at it
4: it's cuz you're always looking for something and it might be a period piece it might be you know a sci-fi piece where you actually can't go out and find what you're looking for you have to have it made so you have to find the people to make it like it was a lot of fun made some spaceship parts for uh, after earth for night shaman and you know it's he doesn't
1: uh, go by m the M's just kind of like uh, now we're window a window well, Not when
4: you're on a personal level, <laughs> like Jim is. Once in a while, I, I call him M. Night once in a while. <laughs> but he, the uh, I've known him more as Night. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know if he knows my name. He knows me to see me. He always goes, hey, man, it's good to see yeah. you. Because <laughs> I just worked on one of his movies, a new one. And uh, I was working on a TV show before that. So I was only on for the last couple weeks of the movie. And I arrived on set, and he's a hey, how you doing? Like, you noticed I wasn't there for the whole movie, which is, you know, it's nice to be uh, noticed by somebody.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, Nick doesn't tweet for like three hours. I'm like, oh, God, is Nick okay? And then when he does, I'm like, hey, Nick, so great to see you.
0: (laughs) You said you have to have things fabricated sometimes? Yeah,
4: I have to have things fabricated all the time. Do you fabricate things yourself? Sometimes. Yeah. It all depends. Um, You know, we need something vacuum-formed real quickly, and I... And there's a small. If there happens to be a, a vacuum former, I'll make it. You know, it's like I,
1: like what kind of stuff? Like you're <clears throat> saying, After Earth. Like what?
4: Like After Earth, I had to make some, um, lighting fixtures. I had to make uh, some parts. To that after the, Eric, I, I can say this because everybody's or not everybody's seen the movie, but anybody who wanted to see the movie has seen it.
1: All of our listeners have seen it.
4: Okay, but after the spaceship crashes, you know, we have to. Produce a crashed spaceship, you know, on location. Oh, yeah. So I got to design a lot of the crashed parts. So and we wanted to make them really organic looking. So I was busy building things and then showing people how to make them so we could make lots of them. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's, it's fun. I like getting dirty. And sometimes I'm just running around the thrift stores. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: what's your go-to spot for... Uh... Well, I guess it depends what movie you're working uh, on. Yeah, it all
4: depends on what I'm working on. You know, I like to make a lot of phone calls and see what's around. And you know, I've people. I've got my people.
1: You did. Uh, we've done very a lot of movies, but um, one of my f- favorite movies in the last few years, "Silver Linings Playbook." I really enjoyed that one, and you worked on that.
4: I did work on that.
1: So, what's some of the stuff you had to buy for that movie, or you had to find?
4: Oh, had to remember. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's, it's on the spot. It comes. What what happens? It just becomes movie. Like, right. You know, I had to pick up a lot of just, you know, ugly 70s furniture, you know, <laughs> so... Uh,
1: so you have your spots around Philadelphia, or do you do you also go with that outside of Philadelphia on the internet and that kind of
4: stuff? I go on the internet a lot, but unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunately, we have to, because of the um, tax incentive policies in Philadelphia, I have to do my best to shop in Pennsylvania. So... The majority of our money has to be spent in Pennsylvania, so it kind of limits me. Hmm. And, uh, but you know, it all works out. I've I've never really had it not work out. You know, the lately, the, and it goes across the board. It goes into you know, no matter what you do for a living, everybody's cutting on budgets, and they want. Mm-hmm more for less and they want one person to do five jobs instead of one job and Mm -hmm. and it's everybody's dealing with this right now the economy it's just the way the economy is and movies are no different so there was a movie called paranoia which didn't do very well
1: harrison ford
4: yeah harrison ford
1: you know harrison ford's nose is moving diagonally sideways across his face it's going to be horizontal like At in the next point. five years. I'm tracking it. It's
0: like a sundial? Yes,
1: it is. Seriously, look up Harrison Ford, old, young and older, and you'll see you'll see it traveling.
0: Interesting.
4: He might yeah. be mutating because we'll have to be able to breathe that way for some <laughs> yeah. reason. You know. Or
1: his, his nose is trying to escape from his earring. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so anyway, back, back to the budgets. Um, on that movie we had to put together a budget in no time flat because they didn't give us enough time to put together a budget and see all the locations we're going to shoot and it was really it was whole thing was ridiculous just how fast we had to do this with little money so we gave them a budget of roughly a million dollars for what we needed for our department and they said okay you can have 300,000 i said well we didn't really boost this up many this is the real number we needed mm-hmm. yeah you can have 300,000 <laughs> And, you know, so we did what we can with $300,000, and I had, a, I had a schedule on the wall, and I had a little dot there. I said, well, everything's going to implode right around here because there's <laughs> no way we can sustain this with this amount of manpower, you know, getting everything to the sets. And, and it did. It, everything imploded. And then uh, Harrison Ford ended up not liking one of the sets that we designed. Well, we, the production designer designed the set. And then the decorator decorated the set that the production designer built. And so we did it with what money we had. And we got some great uh, mid-century furniture. It was real. From Pier 1? <laughs> Not from Pier no. 1, no. Sorry, the,
1: Nick loves Pier or, 1. Or Bed, so. or
4: bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, this is uh, from a local guy who deals in mid-century antiques. And we got some great stuff. And it looked beautiful. You know with this, in my opinion, the set itself was a little wonky. I don't really blame people for not liking it, but it was everything was approved, and it's what we had. And so Harrison Ford came to set. He didn't like it, so they refused to shoot on our set.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Now, I'm surprised that Harrison Ford, um, i say pays attention to that, but I don't know. I don't envision a lot of actors like that
4: taking mm-hmm. the time
1: to... I don't know, make that their priority.
4: He was the first one I'd ever seen had any say in the sets. Really? And it was not pretty. (laughs) But they ended up shooting the scene in a brand new building in New York City after they fired my department. And uh, they spent more on that one scene, which is probably, you know, a minute of film than we did It's like more than, it was more than half our budget. Wow. They just, they found the money someplace to to do this. So it's interesting. So it ends up, the way it's become, and it didn't used to be this way, it becomes a fight between production and us. You know, my job is to spend money Uh and their job is not to spend money. (laughs) And they do their best to keep me from spending money, like in ways accounting won't have money for me to spend and my credit card will be turned off. And so I go to spend money, and oh I, I just can't do it. And you now you're you're trying to hold a schedule, and it just can't be done. Mm. Or it gets done, what ha- ends up happening, I take money out of my own pocket so that I can keep working. Jesus, yeah, it's it's uh it's, that's the that's state. Cut it, yeah. But it's so
1: interesting because you're. I mean, a movie, a lot of movies you worked on have been blockbusters. Yeah, they're not all independent. I mean, they're po- a lot of popcorn, big movies. Not necessarily your your indie scraping together money. The the movies that you're working on, the stars are getting paid tens of millions of dollars.
4: Right, and on those movies, the bigger movies, they're not like that, you know, or they're not as much like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll go shopping and we'll have nice. We'll have choices for the director. Hey, I don't like that chair. Do we have another chair? Yes, we have three different chairs. You know, it's uh, but. You know, with the budgets on the other films, it's you get this chair. This is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and paranoia was a riot because they want everything product placed, so they don't want to spend money on anything. So I'm busy trying to get everything product placed, which is just eating up my time. And you know, I'm yeah. You know, I'm shaking. I'm having anxiety attacks because you know we we've a uh, the show must go on. Yeah. That that exists.
1: Do you have some uh, cool movie stuff in your home?
4: I don't. It's by the time I'm on, off of a movie, I want to be so off the movie. Watch that
1: film right out of your hair. Yeah,
4: exactly. There, there are a couple little things that I've taken um, after we demolished the sets that I've given to Isabella. Like I have um, a waterbender symbol mm-hmm. from uh, from Airbender. Oh, nice. So she has that. Um,
1: Isabella's your cat? No. Yeah, Isabella's okay. uh, my daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
4: <laughs> You say destroy sets, so not only, you get to destroy them yourself? No, that's a different department. Okay. No, no. <laughs> but if I'm around, i will say, oh, there's that, I'll grab that.
0: We were, we were talking a little bit before you came in to sit down, and uh, you do have a background in destroying things. I do. Uh, would you like to tell our listeners about that a little bit?
4: I grew up in the industrial demolition business. It was a family business. So I grew up tearing down chemical plants, refineries, and that kind of thing. So, you know, i Grew up with a torch in my hand, cutting steel, making lots of sparks and destroying things as opposed to creating things. In fact, when I got married, I was still in demolition. And the most holy Reverend Amy, who was this interfaith minister, drove a VW van with Mm -hmm. Grateful Dead stickers in the back who married us. In our marriage vow, she said, Lauren, that's my wife, you create things. She's an artist. Jim, you destroy things. <laughs> so, said, well, I'm an artist, too. Just a different style. Yeah, so it's that's uh, uh, kind of funny. Yeah, I got the, the yin-yang thing happening there.
0: Uh, when did you actually transition from demolishing refineries and things of that sort?
4: When I was exactly 30 years old. Really? Yeah. How
0: did you make that transition?
4: The, it was time. The... It, really was, it was really just time. I had a lot of stuff going on in my life. And I just had to stop doing what I was doing mm-hmm. for uh, my brain's sake. Because I really wanted to be an artist. And You went uh, to art school, right? I went to art school. And that's I, where you met Lauren. I met Lauren. She's the only girl I dated from one of my classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily it worked out. And I wanted to be a sculptor. I ended. Up, I started as a photography major. And ended up a sculpture, you know, major, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was, you know, I was, uh, named the university. It was Syracuse university. which was just a, it was a big place. The art school was huge. And as far as sculptors go, I was the top sculptor in my class. I won the awards and the whole deal. So oh I was, shit! you know, for somebody that age, you know, I was, I was thinking I was hot shit for back then. And <laughs> you know, so I got out, I was all pissing vinegar and I said, you know what, I've got to be an artist. And, uh, planned on it and worked towards it and i'm 50 years old now 51 and i still really haven't had a proper show but <laughs> let, me, let me say
0: something when, when you came in this is for our listeners when, when jim came in mm-hmm. he uh he, he was quick to open his laptop and show some of his work which is fucking beautiful yeah Thank and you. one thing that i've noticed uh is that you you mentioned photography you started as a photography major. You roll a lot of your vision and, and, and things that you've done in your life into your, into your work right now. Yes.
4: Um, uh, would you describe your work right now a little bit for our listeners, please? <laughs> While I was working in demolition, you have to remember it was the 80s, and the movement going on was the beginning of postmodernism. And I, what I was doing was the definition of postmodernism was deconstruction. And I was literally deconstructing modernism. I was taking down all these factories that were from our country's modern period. So in my, my work now is collage. It's images that I've taken while I was tearing down these structures. And then things that I've found in these um, facilities. And in every facility that I ever worked in, I've, I've torn down a lot of things. One common element, besides you know boilers and things like that, are nudies. You know, pinups. There's they're everywhere. You know, whether it's a calendar mm-hmm. or you know just there's something in the refinery that has naked chicks in it. <laughs> just and, guys working in there all the time. <clears throat> they have calendars or whatever posted up and exactly. Yeah, and it's it's not only that, but even the equipment, the parts of the equipment also. Um, get named like uh you know there might be a little screw on the end of thing and it's called a nipple (laughs) you know and it's you know so it's once you spend enough time in there and you spend some time with the people that actually work in those plants you realize how misogynistic the entire industry is Mm -hmm. just by nature so that gets back into the images that I showed you, which I think we're gonna post one up on the yeah, blog. We're yeah, definitely you, post one
1: We'll new. post it on our the show's Instagram, which you can find at Randy Pan's Show Instagram, or via our website. If you click Instagram, you'll be able to see Jim's art. Yeah, you
0: guys should definitely tune in and check out Jim's work.
4: But I, you know, I mix the women with industry, and um, I don't consider my art pretty. I mean, it's you know, it's not. You know, let's put it over the couch, kind of stuff. You know, for some people, it might be. I think for I, I Nick, it is. My, Nick
0: I wants one so bad. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very layered. It's very detailed. It's very meticulous and well thought out. I think. Thank
4: you. Thank you. But you know, I've I'm been used to my whole art career. Uh, people looking at me and just thinking I'm absolutely out of my mind. You know, it's uh, some of my sculptures were you know dark, oily looking things with breasts. And there's lots and lots of breasts in my work. And, you know, they thought that I was a breast man. They didn't really see, you know, further into it. And, you know, they didn't know that my mother died of breast cancer. And, um, you know, just so sort of the image of the breast just says, you know, more than just sex to me. It's, yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah, so it's a lot happened in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, and
1: you were explaining to us that it's the, you're juxtaposing this things that are, destroying our earth? Right. You know, with, let you. and
4: the you know, the women, even though they're pinups, they still become my mother nature. You know, they're still, you know, fertile beings, you know, giver of life. Um, so to see, sort of juxtapose them against these images and, the, you know, they were juxtaposed in these, in these images because that's where I found them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's sad to me, you know, that these two can exist at the same time. But that's where the misogynistic portion comes in because it's these guys who don't really, they see see the women as objects, not as, you know, givers of life and all this wonderful stuff. And, uh, you know, they just bring their naked bodies into the most disgusting place on the planet. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. guy. (laughs) 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 I like that. Mr. Happy.
1: (laughs) So on The Randy Pan Show... We have a segment that we call "What You Talking About, Willis." And given that you've worked on many night movies, yes. our buddy Night Shyamalan, yes, pronounce that right?
4: Yeah. You did.
1: So I'm sure you've encountered Bruce Willis.
4: I have encountered Bruce. Willis. So can you
1: tell us a little bit about Bruce Willis? You're something some a fun Bruce Willis fact for "What You Talking About, Willis" with an actual uh, Willis encounter?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, Bruce Willis. Um, the first time I worked with him was on uh, the sixth sense i was working in the special effects department at the time so actually you know i was around him a lot you know but it's not like you hang out and talk to these people you know people oh you're so you know, you're know, you in the movies it's so cool but uh it's really not you know you're you're trying to stay away from them because they have to stay in their own actor's head and you, you really don't want to piss them off
1: you know have you worked with christian bale
4: Honestly, I'm like so bad with names. I <laughs> I probably did. No, I, I honestly I What was he in?
1: Christian Bale's Batman and he was in no, the no. David O Russell movie. Well, he's known oh, well, for
4: yeah I, yeah, I did, but I didn't see him cuz I wasn't on set.
1: Okay. Well, he's known for
4: American Psycho.
1: Going psycho yeah. on people when they like people on set, workers on set or other like lighting guys or whatever when they distract him from being in his yeah, headspace.
4: Yeah, I try to give everybody their space because you know they need them.
1: Yeah, Mike, this is where it. you play a clip from that famous uh, Christian Bale rant.
0: What the, the fuck are you doing? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? ah uh, da-da-da-da like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? Oh, good for you. I want to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, Christian, shut up Christian, for a second, Christian, all right? Christian, Christian. Stay off the fucking set, man. For fuck's sake. Right, let's go again.
4: <laughs> you might be able to find some good uh, Russell. Oh, no. Oh, David <laughs> Russell's David another Russell one. David Russell rants. But you didn't hear me say that, so cut that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's known. Fuck you! I'm just trying to fucking help you. Do you understand me? I'm being a fucking collaborator. I'm just trying to help you figure out here, here. fucking things are. Hey, bitch. I'm not here to be fucking yelled at. I worked on this fucking thing for three fucking years. I'm down some fucking... You can't yell at me
2: in front of the fucking crew when well, I'm trying to fucking help you, bitch! Figure it out yourself! Well, I have to. Yeah, fuck yourself! Good. Why don't you fuck your whole movie? Why don't you fuck your whole movie because that's what you're doing? You're a fucking grown-up. Act like a grown-up. You're not a baby. You're a fucking grown-up. I'm, I'm here, a... here to fucking help you. That's all I was doing was trying to help you figure out anything. You're not yelling. You're talking to me. You're You're talking to me. Am I yelling? Do I get fucking yelling at you before right now? No, you I never you. fucking yelled
4: at you, you fucking. Standard for the whole but um, back to Bruce Willis, and he had, I I think he was just broken up with Demi. It wasn't too too much after that when he did that movie, but he had the greatest parties. You know, we'd have, uh you know, you know, we're halfway into the movie. Let's have a party, and he'd put he'd put these parties together. And he'd spin the music. He'd he'd rope himself off to be away from everybody and he oh my god, god dj giant, willis oh yeah and he's great you know he was really good <laughs> and he came with just stacks and stacks of cds and he'd spend all night you know being dj oh my god bruce DJ. willis on the
1: ones and twos yeah
4: and you know meantime we're drinking you know we're eating shrimp and you know we're doing shots off of ice sculptured breasts <laughs> and oh my God! here we go with breasts again. <laughs> but you know it was unbelievable parties
0: no shit
4: yeah there that's was so, cool. so really that, cool. that was that was a bruce willis story um you know i love you know it's people who i really did get to know were bruce's double his stunt double who, <laughs> well i don't know if he was actually cut to look like bruce but he looked so much like bruce it was it's kind of frightening so i think he might have had some plastic done wow yeah. so is he super,
1: does he work with him on most of his movies oh Same yeah guy? He,
4: at the time he did i don't know if he still does or not but it's super nice guy hmm. that's my bruce just willis because
1: story. i'm a celebrity-aholic were there any encounters you had of people who you're kind of surprised with what they were like in real life? It could be, you know, in a good way, too. Someone you're like, oh, this person's pretty cool, and there's something unexpected, some celebrity nugget. You've given us a lot, but yeah, I, could always, <laughs> I could always want more.
4: I thought William Hurt, you know, you see William Hurt in like thousands of movies, and mm-hmm. you never know who he is. Yeah. And then you see this guy, and. You realize, you know, he's, he's a pretty big star, but he was really personable. I mean, he, we had some really deep conversations, you know, about family and things like that. Um, we were in a giant snowball fight together. He, it, was, <laughs> it was William Hurt and I against the entire crew on the movie The Village. They were uh, filming a scene when they had to be in the, the house that nobody goes into. It's where they kept the costume of the monster that the elders wear and it was just there was spoiler a, well it was, <laughs> yeah it was now it's a spoiler but it's <laughs> uh movie's a little old so it just happened we had in the freak blizzard and so there's snow everywhere and luckily we had to do this interior shut, so it wasn't a big deal but william hurt and i were at the bottom of the hill and the entire crew was at the top of the hill and we're walking up and all of a sudden it was a barrage of snowballs <laughs> and it didn't stop for at least a half an hour and you know, we're, we're trying to get back <laughs> i think it finally stopped when somebody threw one a loaded it was loaded with ice and hit me in the side of the head but
1: <laughs> was it adrian brody <laughs> yeah,
4: it was he's adrian. a scamp <laughs> well yeah i won't talk about adrian brody I, I did have an encounter with adrian brody but i, I won't know. you've said enough you had an encounter <laughs> with it
1: yeah we'll take that to <laughs>
4: But um, Joaquin Phoenix was a sweetheart. He really was. He's an amazing actor. That's nice Mm. to
1: hear. I think he's one of the most brilliant actors ever. I mean, the movie Her, I will say, like, I didn't love that movie like I thought I would. But his performance was so just brilliant and amazing and challenging. Yeah, he's great. And and he's so good in everything he does. He really really does.
4: He really becomes the Mm -hmm. character. There was that... the gladiator Mm -hmm. gladiator and he was you know he was a scary person you know you know the whole incest thing with his sister was Mm -hmm. just really made your skin crawl just watching him
0: yeah the way he walked the line the way he portrayed johnny cash was that was 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 brilliant brilliant, brilliant it really was
1: and he was the adorable little boy in parenthood and i I totally crushed on him did you Uh, ever see that movie i forgot about that no, Gary. He played Gary.
0: Was that was his name?
1: Yeah, he was a little boy who hid porn from his mom.
2: <laughs> we all did
1: anyway, that. We well, all hid. There's porn that. hidden everywhere in every factory.
4: <laughs> That's right. But his co-star in Walk the Line, I mean, that was the best. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon. That was the best thing I think I've seen her in. I, I, I really believed, you know, her character. Yeah. And I worked with her on a terrible movie. Um, and it was uh, James Brooks was the director. And I don't know if anybody even saw it. It's called How Do You Know? I never even bothered to watch it, and I worked on it. Uh, there was a staircase that she had to run up. And so to practice running up a staircase, in California she was running up stadium stairs, which, you know, you've seen stadium stairs. Are, they're really wide and spaced mm. apart. They're not like a normal brownstone staircase. So when she got to the set, she says, well, you know, these steps are too steep. So said, well, this is, you know, what... You, A brownstone step looks like, so the production designer was running up and down the stairs, showing her that it could be done. (laughs) It was, it was, it was pretty funny. And uh, she wouldn't We needed posters of the team. It was she was on a softball team in the movie, and we needed pictures of the team. And she wouldn't have her picture taken in her uniform for some reason. So I photoshopped her head onto a body of somebody else, and we had it up in the space. And she saw it and she just, you know, she kind of, take it down. Just take it down. Get it out of here. <laughs> it was was it a flattering, <laughs> flattering no, it rendering?
2: Not,
4: no, she was, uh, you know, a softball player. So right. she didn't have Reese Witherspoon's body. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> not many yeah. people do. That's what I don't get about her. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was that was funny. <laughs> just get it out of here. And one thing I'm also known for is it's, it's my claim to fame in the movie business. And it's from The Sixth Sense. I made The Vomit. Um there's a scene where uh oh great, i where Misha Barton throws up in the tent.
1: You made that vomit?
4: I not only made the vomit, I put it in her mouth so Whoa. that she could spit it out. Oh
1: my goodness.
4: <laughs> and you know Little
1: Misha Barton. Yeah,
4: she was about eleven years old. She's really a pretty little girl. And so I made her this stuff that had to taste good, but had to yeah. look disgusting. And so <laughs> it was was so it? cool! It was cereals and dried fruit and uh, milk and things like that. So it, it ended up looking really nasty, but you know I showed her everything that went into it, and mm. it was it was fun. That's was, a
1: classic scene. It was. That's you know? a so classic that's vomit, Jim. Classic. It
4: was. So I made some of the classic vomit in uh, film history. It's a cool wow. little nugget of info right there. That's super cool. Little piece of movie history.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Go ahead. You have to be proud of something. That's what you, <laughs> That's you to be your proud of.
2: So
1: something we ask all of our guests here on the Randy Pan Show is, uh, what's your favorite TV show?
4: Of all time. Of, well, of all
1: time, I'm a TV lover and, you know, Nick appreciates that. I've seen a TV. He's seen a TV. So yeah, what's something we like to just... Uh, I'm, I'm a
4: sci-fi of... nerd. Uh-huh. You know, you, not in all ways, but I, I, you know, I love all the Star Trek series, every one of them. And I watch them over and over again when they're on, even though, you know, seeing them, it's still, oh, yeah, I remember this one, this is a good one.
1: I should get used to it. I've designed some Star Trek stuff at my jobs. So I should get you some some swag. I have I'll I have some
4: up. Star Trek ornaments. I have Captain Kirk sitting on his seat. And <laughs> we, it looks like a toilet. So it's <laughs> Captain Kirk sitting on the toilet.
0: What artists have influenced you the most?
4: They would actually be a couple of the older guys, um, Marcel Duchamp and uh, Man Ray, I think, the, the Dadaists and the Surreal movements were unbelievable, and I think they've they've driven me. You know, they they fucked me up just enough, you know, <laughs> that you know yeah. you can't get away from their from their school of thought. Yeah, you know that I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna make it art, yeah. and it's art, and
1: it's innovative.
4: It is. It oh, was. Right. It was real These guys were they were out there. They were. Those are always the ones that
0: have the biggest hold on you, the ones that that change the way you see things and the way you Mm -hmm.
4: create. There are a couple, other couple artists that I do like, but as far as they blow me away every time I I go, Philadelphia has the Duchamp room, and I think it's the biggest treasure in the whole country. You know, you just go in there and you just look at this stuff, it's mind blowing. You were going to say something, Randy?
1: I was just complimenting that question because I really like where you're going with this because okay. we are artsy fartsy fun. Uh-huh. And um, I was wondering, Nick, since we're on the topic, who are some of your inspirations when it comes to to art? Um, your favorites?
0: I'm fairly new to photography, but in the few years that I've kind of immersed myself in it, uh, Nick Brandt, he's done a lot of work with uh, ele- elephants and, and animals on the African plains. And his portraits of them are just unbelievable. Um, I mean, there are a few others. Um, uh, Francesca Woodman, her portrait work uh, from the late 70s into the early 80s was unbelievable. It's kind of influencing where I am right now, actually, um, with creating some anonymity in my shots and, and uh, things of that nature. Nick uh, McNavish on Instagram.
4: <laughs> that's a good question. I'm bad at questions on the spot. No, was,
1: those are great answers. And I'll contribute too because I don't want to be the only
4: one left out. That's yes, one of my favorite Randy. Artists. Randy, who has <laughs> inspired you the most? No.
1: I think I can't help but like I think love Chuck Close more than, I just, those, his work just captivates me visually more than any artist, I think.
4: And what blows me away is the way he must work Mm -hmm. because he works from a wheelchair Yes, and he works with sticks and he's working, you know, for those of you who don't know any of Chuck Close's work, he does photorealistic portraits done in pointillism. So that means they're done in dots and he does it from being close. It's just, it's amazing right. work. And he must grit it out. He would have to.
1: If you're listening, you should look up Chuck Close, but don't just look at the, the work piece. If you're looking at it on your computer, or your phone, you won't see the details. Look, investigate a little further and, and try to see if you can see when you look it up, the scale of his work um, and the details because it's, it's really astounding. Yeah,
4: but, and if you're, if you're looking at one of his larger works, you know, it's like a, at least a story tall mm-hmm. and think about, Getting a a half a story high in your wheelchair, (laughs) yeah, you know, and just having that control—it's—it's mind blowing. It really is. So kudos to Chuck Close.
1: Yeah, kudos (laughs) to Chuck Close. And currently, I'd say the artist that I'm most into going right now is Yis Goodwin. I don't know if any of you guys know him. Um, He's a Philadelphia-based artist. uh, Y i s Goodwin. he goes by Nosego on Instagram, N-O-S-E-G-O. You should look him up. Um, ideally, he's going, future guest of the show, we should say, because I'm a huge fan. His work is really incredible. I've been watching him grow as an artist for the past few years. And you can see his work, his mural work all over Philadelphia. And the stuff he creates is is just so incredibly visually explosive and beautiful, It's really incredible. I'm inspired by him all the time. I look at his work online all the time, and it's totally inspiring to me, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from him in the future and hearing from him on the show at some point soon.
4: We'd love to have him on the show, yes. Do you go into the self-loathing thing? where It's so great. I can never be that good. Ah." (laughs) Of course. (laughs) No, I I just
1: (laughs) look at his work, and it makes me smile, and I think about kittens, and- you know, then I brush my hair. <laughs> I don't get into the self loathing It's funny
0: because his work is, is 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 abstract in many ways, but at the same time, it's so visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. Which, it, I mean, right off the bat, it's it's right. You know, it's like wow. It, it, I don't know how to describe it. it it's it's abstract yeah. but soft and
2: right.
1: And I know we've been telling people to look stuff up a lot in this episode, but this interview is about art for the most part and we're an audio podcast so you know you will probably have your phone near you and i think you'd enjoy so much more if you are participating looking up some of these artists that we've been discussing are really awesome and jim or is one of them we were are so thrilled to have you here on the show this has been really fun you you know have the inside track on the film and pop culture which we love but we're huge fans of your art and we're definitely going to show it to our audience thank
0: you i plan to have some in my house i'm not kidding jim we're going we're gonna to talk numbers
4: after this. <laughs> Nick knows where you live. That's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it happen. Cool. Okay. But uh, thank you for letting me uh, come and speak with you guys. This is a lot of fun.
2: Great.
1: Thank you.
0: Went off on a little tear, did you? Should we
1: talk about sports?
0: All right. Or yeah, weather?
1: But, um,
0: let's talk about sports. The World Cup is like right now, so.
1: Oh, my God. My coworkers were listening to it today mm-hmm. in the office and just in case you thought there was nothing as boring as watching soccer <laughs> listening to soccer
0: i can't even imagine it's worse i can't even imagine <laughs> i actually have really enjoyed the world cup you know in 2014 it's i thought there's been some really great play and it's it's got me hooked you don't like it no
1: it's no ninja warrior a lot
0: of people say it's played no, in the, i'm just
1: not a, i'm not a sports person it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't light my fire
0: yeah i got you
1: it doesn't wet my panties. To
0: each turn, I get it. That was gross too. That was.
1: Yeah, sorry. We're talking about the Cut World Cup, out. Randy. Classy. <laughs> Have some respect. Keep it classy. They're, yeah. Um, just not for me. Mm-hmm. So but sports
0: and sports.
1: <laughs> it's
0: your randy
1: show. so. You can follow me on Twitter it's at randy lawson. Show. That's Randy with an I.
0: That's how a Lady spells it.
1: You can follow the show. At Randy Cant's show. You could also follow both me and the show on Instagram. You can follow Nick at Social Extortion on Twitter that's and Instagram. Wow. Nick McNevich is a very talented photographer. His Instagram is a great gallery of his work, and that's at Nick McNevich. But there's this silly Nick who loves to podcast and tweet and take funny pictures, and he doesn't want to mix those into his pristine art gallery, so he started a new Instagram at Social Extortion just like his Twitter handle, where he'll put fun pics, so check that out.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to interacting personally with people instead of being so rigid in what I'm posting on there.
1: Yeah, I feel a lot of freedom with Instagram. I'll just put whatever. I don't care how many likes it gets. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, until next episode, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Peace and love.
0: Peace. You can just edit that peace and love.
2: (laughs) Donzo!